worried that without some serious intervention, those animals, as well as all the non-game species that coexisted within those habitats, would be gone for good. Since 1937, that 11% tax has been used year in, year out to buy or lease land for wildlife habitat, to manage that habitat, to fund scientific studies and surveys that inform conservation decisions, and much more. It is not an exaggeration to say that the thriving state of American wildlife today simply could not have happened without it. You might have noticed earlier when describing the tax I used the term sporting firearm. In the original act, only long guns designed for hunting were included. In the 1970s, however, Pittman-Robertson was expanded to include all handguns and non-hunting firearms as well. And it's a darn good thing it was. Although hunters like to brag about how much we do for conservation, at this point, it's really competitive pistol shooters. Folks down at the range putting box after box of 223 through their ARs and people stashing extra ammo for a rainy day who are really pumping money into protecting wildlife. I think a lot of hunters are very proud of the fact that, you know, when they buy a hunting license or, or a fishing license, that they know that that money's going back into their state, uh, you know, wildlife management programs. And they should be proud of that. Um, but I think a lot of them aren't aware that uh, the tax that's paid through the Pittman-Robertson Act is paid by the manufacturers b- before that firearm leaves the factory. It's a 10 to 11% tax. It's, it's on every firearm or every cartridge that's made by a fire, by an ammunition manufacturer. So that tax is, is coming directly from the manufacturer to the U.S. Treasury, and it's already, it's already marked out for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife's, uh, Wildlife uh, Restorations Funds. So... Uh, it's baked into the price of every time you're buying a gun or you're buying an ammunition. So you are supporting that as an individual hunter, but that tax has been paid by the manufacturer before that firearm actually leaves the factory. As soon as that becomes a firearm, that becomes a taxable item. As soon as that cartridge is finished, it becomes a taxable item. So it's paid by that manufacturer before it leaves the factory doors. That was Mark Oliva from the National Shooting Sports Foundation or NSSF. If you need another example, I, as a non-competitive shooter, may go through a few hundred rounds of rifle, shotgun, and pistol ammunition in a season. An average doing-it-for-fun trap or skeet shooter can run through 1,000 rounds in a weekend. Remember, the tax is applied to the ammo and the weapon, not the pursuit. My ammo consumption on average, if I'm like really trying to think about it, is about four to five boxes per big game rifle. If I only end up using one caliber for the year, that's 100 to 125 rounds or so. Maybe three to four rounds are going to be used on animals. A really big year with no misses or follow-up shots is three to four rounds. That's all. For bird hunting, maybe a case or 500 shotgun shells a year, more like two to three cases if I can get to the range to shoot clays. During the great wave of firearm and ammo sales since 